Previously on Hackway Heights. Every twist and turn of this is getting worse on us. He fires his plasma rifle at her. She explodes. Oh, boy. And this green frog-looking creature falls among the, the gore and viscera of this what was this elderly lady. Have I ever seen anything like that before? Hell no. Yeah, I'm running away. 60 feet worth of this hackway explodes. Thank you so much, Anita, for offering to clear our names. Uh, That would really help a lot. I think I'm going to need a favor. I want Mr. Dick dead. What do you think? Is that a good idea, Sam? I come up and I take Tremolo's hand. Let's blow up Mr. Dick. We got a lot of bigger things to worry about than just our death. My reality has just changed. You would not believe what's just happened. You mean the thing that thought that you were going to team up with it and you just ran over and stole its weapon and left it for dead? It is episode five of Out of Depth Plays Hackway Heights. I am so excited to have all of my friends here. I'm excited to have uh, you if you're watching and you if you're listening. And I'm excited to see what in the actual hell these players are going to come up with because they have put themselves in a terrible position. I believe it was David who said on the last episode that the more and more they do, the worse and worse it is just for them. And uh, I think it was an accurate summation of the first four episodes. Everything they tried just seemed to make everything worse, and it only benefited the people who were above them, particularly Anita Indigo, and perhaps even Mr. Dick, who we have yet to meet on this show. How are you guys feeling tonight? Let's start with with Gail. How are you feeling tonight? I feel good. Feeling good? I think Sally is scared shitless. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Nathan, where are you right now? Uh... Mentally, are you okay? <laughs> Just enjoying the ride. Uh, (laughs) Excited to see who we end up murdering and if we get away with it. (laughs) You're assuming that we murder someone. We could all just die. Yes, that that option is also on the table. I can't imagine what people listening at home are thinking, but I think for sure one of the questions that everybody has is, who are they going to just straight up murder? (laughs) when this is all said and done david how are you feeling oh i feel like we're i feel like we're gearing up for the season finale right now but we're only on episode (laughs) five there's so much to go there's so much to go uh it it might be like a mid we might be looking at like a mid-season finale (laughs) that includes like a complete cast change yeah right (laughs) yeah right it's like the producers coming in like, we got to totally fix the show. We screwed yeah. up. Let's do it. We need recast. to replace, replace yeah. the lizard. 
<laughs> replace replace Nesbit. He is toxic. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to play. Is crazy. I'd like to play Mr. Dick next, actually, <laughs> and uh, somebody with some power. Someone with some power. Yeah, someone with some control. Yeah. Uh, last session, you all. You all separate. Sally and Tremolo stay at Indigo Ranch. Nezzy goes to sleep in uh, somewhere in the uh, the artist quarter of Hackway Heights near the Greasy Mandolin. Possibly was able to find a quarter on She-Ra's couch because um, she's pretty chill. And um, yeah, and you guys seemed okay. The morning comes and Tremolo, you're woken up. By a knock at the door. Uh, yes, come in. And it's Anita Indigo. Uh, good morning, Anita. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing very pleasant. How are you today? Oh, I'm very well. Uh, this is a fine bed you gave me. Uh, I much appreciate it. Thank you. It's the least I could do under the circumstances that you're in. I wanted to let you know before you begin today that if anything was to happen to you, I would be terribly upset. Oh, that's very touching. And I hope that the people that you are friends with right now, I hope that these people aren't taking advantage of your good nature. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't believe that at all, no. How much do you know about Sally? Oh, um, well, she's very kind. Uh, very protective. Um, uh, you know, always thinking ahead. Uh, she likes eggs. Um, you uh, can hear as you're listing this the faint sound of teeth grinding. And when it makes you pause like that, she takes a moment and lets out a sigh. I don't think that she's the person that you believe she is. She's done a lot of terrible things in her life. She's done things that have ruined many people's lives. There are several families in the big country that she has destroyed. Phil, I will say I did meet her in prison. Uh, but... <clears throat> She seems like the kindest soul. Um, she has, she has, um, shown some, uh, regret for her past. Yes, we all make mistakes. Um, I, it is really hard for me to see that she would destroy families and homes and such. Uh, are you sure that it's yes. you're thinking of the same person? I'm very sure. I know exactly who she is. And the project that I'm having you both work on is very, very dangerous. And the reason I'm telling this to you now is that it's very possible that when push comes to shove, this Sally may leave you in the lurch. And I would really hate for that to happen because I find myself caring very much about your well-being. Thank you. So, I know that you're a kind and gentle soul. And I would love to have you come here and stay here. And, and perhaps we can work on getting you better acquainted with my animals. I have more than just horses, you know. 
Oh, you do? What? I did not know. <laughs> I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting them yet. Well, I hope that you get to meet all of them when this is all done. And I want you to be able to see them again. And I hope that this warning allows you to use your best judgment when your friend chooses to explain to you what the plan is. Oh, okay. I um, absolutely will. I, I, I will be honest. I am, I am quite tired of being treated poorly by so-called friends. I uh, very much dislike being lied to and being set up. This is one of the reasons that I am very much on board with taking care of Mr. Dick to clear my name and make things right once and for all. Uh, with that being said, I did have a think uh, while I was resting, and I was wondering if you had any um, disguises for me and my friends. What did you have in mind? Well, um, I would like to be taller, but I don't know if that is can be done. Um, but uh, my friend Nesbitt definitely needs something to cover up the um, hymnness um, a lot. Definitely a scarf for him. I'm sure we have some scarves in the lost and found. You're welcome to have. Oh, thank you very much, Anita. And thank you for your, your kind words. I, I knew we had a kinship, and I knew it wasn't just on my side. <laughs> you were right. You know, it appears as though you have a gift for judging people's character, and I hope you trust in that gift in the coming days. Thank you. I will. Uh, one last thought. Um, I noticed uh, a man come in with a case last night. It seemed to maybe be something that um, Mr. Dick would have interest in, possibly. Is this the case? If so, I only bring it up to say it may be the very thing to get us in the door with him. If it's something you have no use for, but you, Mr. Dick does. I'm sorry to say, Tremolo, that whatever was in that case has been destroyed. Well, that shattered that idea. <laughs> uh, I apologize. The contents of that case, I couldn't let anybody see that. I couldn't let it get out. Uh, but I do like that you're being very, very creative. I like creative people, don't you? Oh, yes, I love creative people. Uh, kind people and creative people. Those are the best. And she gets up to, to leave and she opens the door and she stands in the doorway for a second, turns around, looks back at you and she says, please don't take too long. I'll be terribly worried every day that you're gone. And she exits. Sally's standing out in the hall. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> All right. She exits the hall. There's that like cut of like her in the doorway and then cut to you in the hallway like as she's coming out. And she closes Tremolo's door and looks at you and walks past you coolly. How worried would you be for him? I meant every word that I said. Enough that you would not have him go to Dick's? Enough that you'd clear his name? Him alone? Unfortunately, the world I come from, you do have to work for the things that you receive. And as much as I appreciate and value your friend, he will have to earn his place. All right, then. I appreciate that you understand he's a good judge of character. I don't give a tinker's damn what you appreciate. And she walks away. 
Well, there went that flippin' idea. And I go and knock on his door. Hey, come in. Morning. Oh, good morning, Sally. How are you this morning? Doing all right. A little nervous. Not feeling so hot. Have you had breakfast yet? I'm sure Anita has, has prepared something very nice for us. Was your bed as nice as mine? It it was it was pretty nice, yeah. I slept very well. Good. I'm so glad that you slept well. Um yeah, I, I don't know that I can eat much breakfast, but maybe I maybe they got some coffee or something. Um I'll go with you. Oh great. Um I do have to tell you. <laughs> I do have when to tell he, you when when he starts whispering, I kinda close the door behind me and lean in. Anita was just here and she said that um basically she knows about your past. I know you've been trying to keep it from her, and I tried my best. I even called you Sal for the longest time. She knew you were Sally. She knew it. And she she knows something. And she thinks that you've done horrible things in the past. Absolutely terrible. I told her that wasn't so. That you made some mistakes, but No, I made a lot of I made a lot of mistakes. And honestly, I, I think I, I I knew that Anita would be upset. I did do one job that I think um turned out pretty well for her, um, indirectly. And then I think there was another job that uh did not turn out so well for her indirectly. So um, you know, I that that last part was the uh the last thing that happened so i guess she's still not feeling too hot about it um but really uh i i uh i heard what anita said um but and uh, Tremol, i i need you to know i um i never killed anyone um or anything like a living thing like a like i've well, killed uh, crops i killed crops and i messed up produce but i didn't i didn't ever kill anyone I, I punched somebody out one time i gave a dog some smelling salts one time so can't say that i didn't hurt anyone and i can't say that there weren't people affected by it but but i, I but i didn't kill anyone and i couldn't even do it the other night and i've just felt so bad forever now because i had you throw that bomb and um and you're not a killer either and i'm really sorry I don't think you should be hanging out with me either. Tremolo walks over and hugs her leg. It's okay, Sally. I don't consider myself a killer either, but we're survivors. And sometimes you have to make rash, half-crazed decisions in order to survive this life. These things that we've been put in, we're in, we're in peril. And it's, it's not easy. To survive. I'm glad to know that you haven't killed anyone, though. She made it sound like you had done absolutely horrible things. But you just, you killed some plants or something? That's not that yeah. big of a deal. And I and I did let some horses go. Um, what? Yes. Like, I mean, I released them into the wild and, and some there were some horse thieves that picked them up. Um and like I said, in one job where I did that, she lucked out. And some of those horses are probably here. And in one of those jobs, she was planning to buy from that company and she didn't get her horses. So, you know, uh, the cops never found out about those, though. They only know that I'm salty, Sally, and that I salted some. 
crops. They don't know about all the other jobs I did. <laughs> well, it, that makes a lot of sense of why she would be so sore uh, about your presence here. And I'm, I'm sure I ruined some people's lives. I, I don't even, I, I will say I, I did try to choose, like you said, like survivors. I tried to, I only chose those who were making life hard for others. But I don't know, the, the more I go on, the more I think we're all just making life hard for each other. And maybe sometimes we just got to forgive. Yes. I'll be honest that I'm not sure if I have any forgiveness for Mr. Dick myself. I'll take your words to heart, though, and maybe I'll find it. Yeah, I find myself these days thinking more and more that I'd just like to set Anita and Mr. Dick at each other, just have them fight it out. But I don't. I don't know if that's the way to go either. And I don't know how to get out of it, really. Maybe maybe if we could just find a way to hide out for a while. Just think. I don't know. Were you not thinking last night? I did a lot of thinking last night while I laid in this cozy bed. <laughs> I did do a lot of thinking. I kept thinking about how stupid I've been. Oh, don't say that. You're, you're anything but stupid. You did say that... You really shouldn't go here uh, to see Anita, and and uh, I didn't really listen, and I apologize. You were very right. She knew who you were right off the bat. <laughs> it's it's okay. I, I think it's uh, a tribute to you that she uh, didn't kill me right away. I'm sorry that I put you in danger. I think, uh, like I said, I think you protected me, though. Mm. I'm real. I'm real scared. I feel salty coming out a lot, trying to just ruin people and get angry. I, I, I thought I was reformed in, in prison. I thought I was getting better. I wanted to, I wanted to be new. Well, you are a good person, Sally. I know it. And I take your hand. And you too, Tremolo. That's why I'm sticking with you. But if you ever, if you ever want to leave, if you ever think I'm going to hurt you or you don't like the way I'm going, you go wherever you need to go. Okay, Sally. Breakfast? Yes. Yes. You all uh, go. There is uh, like farmhands, stablemen that uh, and women that that work. Uh, they have like a big family style breakfast at these uh, large park benches before they start the day, and you're able to get your fill. And everybody actually treats you both uh, rather pleasantly, almost like you're honored guests. You get, you know, wh- whatever you want to eat: grits and sausage, bacon. Country ham. They reveal the carriage. It's pretty nondescript looking now. It's black with some red trim. A couple of horses. The horses are different than the ones that were originally on it. Sally, you know that you're going to have to be the one that drives this carriage. And Tremolo, you can ride inside the uh, the cart. So just to establish that now, it's just too big and stuff. There's not really any way that Tremolo would be able to drive it? Or... Uh, it's, it's more... Uh, when you get around the horses, they get uncomfortable with you. Oh, yeah. Mockery, terrifying animals. Animals, inside. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You uh, need to be shut up in a box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and you all are able to, what would you like to do? You're heading towards Nesbitt? We towards will. the Greasy Mandolin? Uh, d- are we getting a couple of lost and found items, like? I don't know, hats and scarves. Yeah, so while when we're uh we finish our breakfast and they start to show us uh out to the the carriage, I say something to Sally. Oh, Sally, wait. Uh there's supposed to be a box of some random clothes and such uh we could use as costumes to hide ourselves and be different people, especially Nesbit. 
<laughs> so uh, definitely get a, a scarf. Uh, would there be some other things, Jay, that I might be able to grab? Uh, there's like um, scarves, some gloves, uh, and uh, a couple of different coats. Um, most of them are like children's stuff that kids have left behind when they were they were on like oh, a so field they fit trip you or something. Perfectly. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Is there any? So you, oh, are there any? Like, yeah, are there any hats? Are there any hats? Yeah, of course. There's a hat. There's uh one actually very nice top hat. Oh yeah. And then there's um a couple of like uh there's like one like lady fedora. Uh, it's got like a big feather in it. Oh, okay. Like, how did this? How did this person forget this was here? Kind of deal. Her husband ripped it off her head and threw it. Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. All right. So yeah, we'll keep the top hat. Is there a scarf? Even children's? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. There's a couple more scarves in there. Uh, mm-hmm. there's one that's green. Um, with like red and and white plaid lines on it uh i'll take the green scarf and the top hat for now okay but i'll put the ladies hat in the and the red and white scarf inside there's a couple like toboggans okay i get a toboggan for for tremolo is there a toboggan that can go over his helm that's what he's gonna do with it okay (laughs) yeah he's gonna put it over so over so and you know i get a scarf for Nezzy and uh, the largest coat they have. So if it's just a large kid's coat, then that's what Nezzy gets. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Is it a kid's coat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I'm going to roll D6. One through three. No, one through two is an adult coat because the odds of an adult leaving their coat is, is a little less than a kid. But okay. I rolled a one. Yeah, you get an adult coat. Awesome. Is it ladies or men? (laughs) (laughs) Or nondescript? It is is neutral. Neutral, gender neutral. Got it. Very neutral. We end up doing like 10 different roles. Is it this or that? (laughs) Is it this or that? Does it have scales or feathers on it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, here, let me look. Uh, Is it an alligator skin purse or is it a feather boa? It has like sequins in the back sequined lettering in the back says born to be wild <laughs> oh my gosh i love it what color sequins like black uh they're gold they're gold it's a black coat <laughs> gold sequence on the back that said born to be wild uh nezzy i can't remember your hair situation what's your hair situation i got like scraggly dirty blonde hair yeah okay but nothing so wild that tremolo would be like We've got to cover that. <laughs> so as long as you got a scarf covering up all your crazy tattoos and a jacket that's born to be wild on it. Cool. So you guys get costumes uh, to kind of change uh, how you look. Um, we also we have to get the money from Anita, right? She was going to give us some money. She was going to give us the 20. Oh, that's right. But she said we'd have to owe her. Do we want? Well, we don't. We don't have the. You know, that was the other thing. Is like if she gave us the other briefcase, that'd be fine. But uh, we don't have anything to give Mister Dick right now. Well, I mean, we we have some of the money to give Mister Dick. We have the majority of the money to give Mister Dick. Um, a little bit of the majority. Um, so yeah. We could do that and then decide to return it to her later if we want to. Okay. 
Okay. I'll let you talk to Anita about getting the money. Yeah, so that would be 11,000 11, to make up the difference, right, Gail? Mm-mm. Well, she doesn't know. We asked her for 20,000. She said she could get us 20,000. She doesn't know that we yeah. have the other money. Yeah. She doesn't? She no. doesn't. Or at least we told her that we have been pretending like we don't have it. Knew. You just had the money to pay for Nesbitt's bullet wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't just know. Have we have that on us. We, the, the way our conversations have gone, she has. Active we, we have, yeah, she has played into the effect that, and we have also stated over and over and over that we don't have any of the money. It was lost. Oh, you guys. All right. Okay. <laughs> Did you roll to see if she knows? <laughs> okay. She, she gets a bag of $20,000. <laughs> to the marble races. Yes. <laughs> We're going to make it work this time. she gets a bag of twenty thousand (laughs) dollars and she says to you both this money better make it back to me absolutely yes i i would say absolutely but when i run scenarios through my head i think about well what if it gets blown up with mr dick i have no idea how it's going to go down anita but he takes her hand i promise you we will do our best to get this money back to you if he's dead then I'll probably be willing to forgive quite a bit of it. All right. And, okay. So you got, geez. Thank you so much for everything. Good. Yeah. Toodles. Toodles. So we toodles. have $32,045. And I believe Nezzy has uh, like a 150 or so. Yeah. 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 As soon as uh, Tremolo says. in debt. <laughs> as soon as Tremolo like, says toodles. It cuts to you guys going down the street, just like throwing stacks of money out the window, like, what? You know? Oh, man. Ridiculous. In a new carriage. Yeah. It's like college kids getting their first credit card and realizing you can go, like, there is, you can't get a certain amount of cash out. Guess who's getting a PS2? I just dated my college experience to PlayStation 2 and when I got my first credit card. Yes. But it was a noble cause. Uh, yeah. All right. So you guys make your way to Nesbit, who is bumming around in the artist quarter. Can Can you give me like a little bit of a morning? Can I give you a little bit of a morning, yeah, brother? Yeah, yeah. I will give you as much morning as you want, Thank son. Thank you, man. You're going to get you. all kinds of morning. You wake up, Shira's couch. Yeah. Uh, I I, I want to be listening to the radio to kind of like hear what, what the story is about uh, this explosion that happened. As I'm reading the uh, comic book for the fifth time. All right. So what you hear on the radio is a man. So there's a lot of news because tomorrow is the parade for Alderman Oglesby's funeral. Oh, man. Um, So the streets are going to be celebrating Alderman Oglesby uh, tomorrow. Uh, You hear about that and then they kind of use that as a segue to, but it's not all there's been complications traffic's going to be a little bit different thanks to an explosion on the hackway people are not sure what what caused it however several witnesses say that there was a man with a octopus tattoo tentacle tattoo around his throat leaving the scene uh telling people to uh run and get away this man seems to be the same fellow who earlier that night kidnapped a young child from the Gallagher Glassworks 
Marble races. They just pin everything on Nezzy. Just yeah. my luck. You said you wanted uh, a morning. You're getting in the morning. Um, oh, those liars. Yeah. I'm talking to my urchin on the little table. They, they, they just make up whatever they want to suit their narrative. They're just going to have me take the fall for everything. Hundreds of people must have saw though, that robot trouncing around. And they're going to blame it on the guy with the tattoo. Typical. You want some eggs? And you hear a crack in the kitchen as Shira scrambles some eggs. You're the best, Shira. <laughs> Thank you. You look through your magazine, your your uh, your digest of science fiction stories. You read about Bromidians. Bromidians being this alien race from the uh, the planet Bromidia. They are at war with a uh, another culture on another planet and they destroyed that planet and spread. And there were the story talks about how aliens from that planet that were able to escape through their spacecraft went to different reaches throughout the, the galaxy and the Bromidians have spent a large portion of that time hunting those people down and destroying them. Oh. Every time I read it, I like find more details than the last time, and it's it's really enlightening. Yeah. Uh, who who wrote this uh, magazine here? Who wrote the magazine? The yeah. the person who wrote this specific short story is Vincent Tremier. This guy knows the truth. I don't know how, but this guy knows. Wow. Am I able to see anything uh, within the magazine? Can I, is, is my gun ever present? Like, am I able to learn more about what this thing is that I have? There's details of like different wild spaceships and, and different futuristic weapons. They, uh, they don't have anything that's specific to your weapon though. Yeah. It's all kind of crazy. Well, last night after I got drunk on mimosas, I definitely would have tried to like fiddle around with a gun, see if I could figure out how it works a bit better. Yeah, roll a d6. Five. So here's what you know. So you can write this down next to your gun. Okay. That it has d6 worth of uh, charges. And what that means is that every time you roll... Or every time you use this rifle, you roll a D6. Okay. And if you ever roll a one, we step it down to a D4. And then every time you use it, you roll that D4. And if you ever roll a one, that's the end of that rifle. Oh, I thought it was a D8 last time. That's the damage. This is how many uses it has. Oh. D8 damage. This is just how many uses it has. I see. So Interesting. you don't know, it could run out in two shots. Yeah. It could run out in several shots. Right. Okay. So you can ballpark it. It's like okay. kind of rolling if it's going to malfunction or not. Or sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, knowing the weight of today, <sighs> from my, the deep inside my, my squid bag, I'm going to pull out my, my tarot cards. Oh, the tarot cards are back. Okay. That's right. And without even fully knowing how to read them, I'm going to lay them down next to Prick and see what cards come up. Kale, 
Do you happen to have a deck of tarot cards next to you? Not right next to me. How fast can you get a deck of cards? Real fast. Let's do it. I just have to say, uh, right off the bat, when you were like, and, you know, not really knowing exactly what he's doing here. And I just thought She-Ra seems like the kind of person that would know what. <laughs> what she makes person. eggs and that's the type of person. <laughs> no, I mean, just no, like, I mean, she makes eggs presence. and has, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has multicolored hair and yeah. egg making capabilities. That's She's right. clearly a tarot reading kind of person. So Nezzy needs to have a question in his mind yeah, of what he's hoping to get from these cards. The thing I'm focusing on is how, how do I have a life with my son? What's the path? And you flip over one card and it is the Hierophant. So what we're seeing is a, uh, it's basically a high priest, like a high priest, uh, not quite a Pope sitting or standing. Uh, in front of some uh, some other clergy members, gold hat on their head. What do we get from that, Gail? Um, there, he's surrounded by two pillars. He has uh, his scepter, um, and uh, he is making this symbol of ordination to bless uh, these two figures at the bottom. And the keys to the kingdom are in the center. Okay. And are you wanting a traditional uh, interpretation? Or are we going to let Nezzy make an interpretation? Yeah. From that? yeah. <laughs> is Nezzy just going to interpret this however he interprets? Yeah. What does Nezzy? What does Nezzy think of that? What does? Oh, how does how does that make Nezzy feel? The kingdom thing being blessed. This is this is got to be a symbol of good luck. That that means I need to trust my gut. Okay. That's that's. I like it. That's okay. a good start. All right. Second card. The Queen of Cups. You have her uh, sitting on a beach on a stone throne with uh, cupids um, uh, carved into it. She has a cloak of watery waves that uh, match the waves at her feet and the beach pebbles beneath her. Um, And she stares into a chalice that is richly adorned and um, almost useless in its aesthetics. I'm clearly going to come into great wealth. My son and I, I, I think we're going to be set. Okay. Seems like a, that seems like a real good second card. Okay. Great. Nothing ominous about it at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there no. is water involved. No. Right? That's, That's right. Helpful. That's right. right. Going to get back on the water where I belong. And then the last card we have is the Five of Cups. It is a dark figure in a dark cloak. Um with uh, three cups that have fallen and spilled out and two cups remaining behind him. He weeps over them while we see a a turbulent river with a bridge leading to a castle in the background. It's got to mean that in order to get the future I want, there's going to have to be great loss. Oh my. Oh, there's going to be a cost to my future. Hmm. Yeah, so you do your reading, and uh, if there's anything else you want to do, we're going to get to you, Sally, and Tremolo meeting. Uh, no, I'm going to pack my bag. I'm going to give Shira a kiss on the cheek, and then I'm going to head out like a little child uh, waiting for the bus in the morning. Uh, 
I also want you to note that like you have three objects that are bulky and the, like that, that shrinks your hit protection down to nothing. So like you're, it's becoming difficult for you to have all that on your person and still be able to defend yourself. You still would have the benefit of the shield, right? You'd still have that plus one, but having that many large items on you is making it difficult for you to be able to defend yourself. Okay. So I essentially need to like leave one behind in order to like have my hip protection or something. Yeah. Uh, Oh dear. I know that's tough. Yeah. For your character. Cause you like to keep everything. Yeah. Um, Ooh, we are driving up in a carriage. Is there any way and he I does can, know that? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know that is there any way I can like detach the hook from the staff of my squid hook? Yeah. 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 Like unscrew it or something. Yeah. Just so that like, it's, I'm not carrying this big bulky thing. And I, I, I more have just kind of like a curved <laughs> blade. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You get rid of the stick and you just have a hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to leave the staff at Shira's. <laughs> I'll be back, Shira. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you and she goes, what do you think this is? <sighs> it's not just biscuits and mimosas, Shira. I think we both know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just... It's not just biscuits and mimosas, okay? <laughs> I think that was the name of like a Barry White album. <laughs> right? It's not just biscuits and mimosas, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I miss Barry White. <laughs> God damn, I got to put that guy's music on. Um, yeah, so you you get that. They pull up. And you get into the carriage with Tremolo. Did you all want to go somewhere to talk or? Uh, so I mean, we're, we we're like driving the carriage our ourselves, carriage. right? It's just the three of us, right? Yeah, it's just you all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're 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 left uh, to your own devices right now with another bag of money. Yeah. I, I'm okay. I'm going to greet them loudly to say it's the day of destiny. All right. Get in, get in. <laughs> Hide thyself. <laughs> get in. Don't worry, I'm keeping a low profile. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you look it. You look it. <laughs> we missed you. All right. Um, I'm gonna drive. I, I say I'm gonna drive a little ways, and we'll talk. Hold on. Um, I actually just want to drive down the way a little bit until I see a a newspaper boy. Yeah, you're riding your carriage, and you hear. Read all about it, former sailor kidnapping kids. Read all about it. Read all about it, terrorist sailor hey, terrorizing hey, neighborhoods. Little boy, little boy, little boy. Yeah, ma'am. Um, yeah, yeah, you're talking about all this kidnapping and stuff. Is there anything? Are, is the gossip column in here? The gossip column. There's everything that the news is fit to print in this magazine, lady. All right, thank you. Uh, how much? For you? Yes. <laughs> Three. Two. Two and a half. One. Three again. (laughs) 
you know, I could sock you and then just take it. Take it, lady. Take it. <laughs> I give him <laughs> two. this kind of trouble. <laughs> I give him two. <laughs> and no, this is up for negotiation. And he kicks dirt at you as he runs away. Gotta go. how, how can I be the top story? There's there's bridges blowing up by by robots, and there's there's you know people being turned into goo and amphibious. Ugh. I cannot believe the misinformation around. This yeah, I think city. they're blaming you for like all of that. Anyway, I, um, perpetual. All right, let back. me let me just pull down this alley and park park our carriage for while a second. You're, yeah. While you're saying all that, Nezzy Tremolo's putting a scarf around your neck and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're slowly transforming him into yeah. a different person. <laughs> like, not really. cold. I'm not cold, Tremolo. Worry, Nesbit. We're gonna cover up all this, and you're gonna oh, be a new man. <laughs> You're going to be born to be wild. <laughs> Putting on the coat. <laughs> All right, you parallel you park great. this carriage with two horses into into an alley. <laughs> you know, I think I could cut your hair if I can get like a pair of scissors. If we stop at it like a store. I've got a, some... a knife. I'm not going to do so well with that, but I could shorten it at least. And I take the knife. Oh. Okay. Slap her hand. <laughs> no, the hair stays. The hair stays. Well, what if we dye it then? I, I'm wearing a coat and a scarf. No one's going to recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then wear the, the, wear the top hat too. And maybe we could wash your hair. Gosh, that would be a good idea. You're pretty greasy. Um, cut to the detective agency <laughs> where they're researching how to find Nezzy and they have a picture of him and they just keep putting like paper clothes in front of him like what if you wore a coat <laughs> slide that out of the way what if you wore a dress slide that out of the way alright so we need to talk This there's about a hundred different ways we can die today but we gotta thread the needle and find the way for us to live Agreed. Now, I think there are about a million girls my size with my hair color and shortness. But I think there's only a couple guys with um, scraggly blonde hair and octopus tattoos, at least in at Hackway Heights and not necessarily the docks. And then I don't know that I've ever seen a mock blue lizard before. I met Tremolo, so I, you may be a one in a million, Trammy. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel very special. You, you, you really are. It's not very helpful so, for our predicament, but I feel great about myself. That's something. So some thoughts are, as Tremolo's been trying, Nezzy, is changing our appearance. Um, I was thinking maybe I could get a wig. Um, maybe it's something long. Are we just looking to blend in and get away? No, but just to not be followed and stuff. I feel like... Oh, yes, I mean, I'm sorry. Nezzy, I, I forgot. Was it not clear? We're going to go blow up Mr. Dick with a bomb. Uh, that sounds like we're being sent to die. Uh, I don't like the feeling of that, but... Oh, no, 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 no. Mr. Dick is going to die. and We're, we're going to be fine. Uh, um... Anita gave us uh, $20,000, by the way. Uh, here's what? A sack. Here's a sack of money. Um, no, 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 no. I'm in charge of the money. We all know this. We have 20 from Mr. Dick and 20 from... 
Well, I, much less than $20,000 now because you marbled it away. Well, as, as long yes. as as long as one of them dies, we have a lot of money to keep. That's amazing. What? Trip, why would she trust why would you, us? Why would you wish Anita did? She's done nothing but help us. She is trying to take my boy. That's what you told me yesterday. No, she... It's a misunderstanding. You just have to prove that you're a good father. Let's blow up Mr. Dick and prove that you're a good father. Tremolo, I am not a good father. <laughs> well, that complicates matters. I love my son, and I want to be a good father, but there's not a whole lot of a track record for, for me to be able to back up that. Okay. So... Tremolo, do you remember when we talked this morning and I said, I don't think either one of us are a killer and we shouldn't try to be killers. And I think... Well, I have already murdered someone with a bomb once. I didn't feel much after it was done. We talked about it. That was my fault. I I did it, but I I don't want to do it again. I feel like we're playing Anita and Dick's game here. They're in this war and we're stuck in the middle and I don't think we need to play their game. Whatever goes wrong is going to be our fault for either one of them. We're, yes, apparently anything that goes wrong the is patsies. immediately your fault. That's, that's, yeah. I listened to the radio this morning. All they're talking about is me. It's ridiculous. They're not even talking about the robot and the goo. Yeah, we, sorry, I was really concerned that Anita was going to find you last night. So I wasn't really focusing on what you were talking about. What happened? There was an old woman that got turned into goo. She had a ray gun. This is the ray gun. I, I think I know how to use it now, but it, it fires lasers. And it, it uh, they were, she was fighting this robot and the robot was clunking around and he had, he, he was, he was just leveling things. My driver got vaporized right in front of me. And What's then vaporized me just turned into dust, just gone. Oh my goodness. And then, and then I was firing at, I don't have any bullets anymore, by the way. I was firing at this robot thing, trying to get it. It had all the smoke inside. It's like fishbowl. And, and, I, and it blew up the car. And I, I, I ran away. I, I somersaulted. And then I, I went back after, after the, the robot turned, turned uh, the, the old woman into this amphibious goo. And I, I picked up her, her laser gun and I got away. So that so this was an old lady's gun, not the not the robot's gun. Uh, no, the robot's gun was much bigger. This was this was an old lady that was fighting the robot. had had some sort of purple gem in it. And, and uh, real quick, I'm sorry. I know yeah. I'm, I'm from the deep country. What is um um a laser? So a, a laser. Here, uh, it's better if I show you. I start open up the uh, open up the magazine. Okay, so this this is a a bromidian. That's that's what attacked. That's what attacked the bridge. Okay. Oh, now, okay. now they've taken That's... out a lot of different alien races, and I'm thinking this old woman might have been an alien that that was trying to avenge her home planet, or, or you know, get some sort of thing. But there's something much bigger at play. Inter uh, some interstellar politics in play right here in Hackway. Oh my god! And there's a cover up. No one's talking about it. It's a it was a gigantic robot. A gigantic robot blew up the Hackway, and. But believe, I mean, you you have to believe me that the hackway blew up. I mean, it's it's all that's on the news. That's in the paper here. And they the say hack- that you did that. They, they said I did it, but it was a giant robot. Well, I, I mean that I I, I believe you. I, I mean, you, 
You couldn't have blown it up on your own and couldn't I, have just I, made this no. on your own. No. In Tremolo's head, in Tremolo's head, he's just watching Nancy say all this stuff and thinking Anita's right that you're not a fit father. <laughs> <laughs> but you've lost it and i mean you just said yourself so he's like maybe maybe your son does need to go back to anita's program he's not gonna say it but that's what's going on up here he has nothing <laughs> to say about this tremol is just sitting there just just like oh god turning the radio up a little bit louder whoever this vincent tremi is he he knows what's going on because this this magazine is the truth. Okay. Um, but okay, I, so we, we, but we have to worry about what saves our skin today. All, all right. So we're apparently caught in the middle of two wars. Yeah. One that I know nothing about. Yeah. And one that I know something about, but really, right. really stinks. Okay. If if somehow we could f- find. A Bramidian, I think he could turn uh, Mr. Dick into some type of fraud. What makes you think that the the Bromidians are going to side with us? Sally, what makes you think that Bromidians are real? Well, uh, he's got a book on it. It's a magazine. So this is a magazine. Everybody reads it. There are some parts of the world that probably think you're a fantasy creature, Tremolo. Have a little respect. This 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 is real. This is this is actually happening in our world, and people have their heads in the sand about it. But I don't blame them because yesterday I didn't think it existed either. But it's real, Tremolo. It's real. Nessie, that is the last time that I will take that kind of disrespect from you. I the was talking time. about what other people That's think. That's two strikes. That is two strikes. Tremolo, you know. You know I love you, and you know I know you're real. I'm just saying other people are skeptics, and and I don't want you to be one of them, okay? I don't All like right, this boys. conversation in one bit. Let's blow up Mr. Dick. Goodness gracious. I don't we don't know anything about robots and and aliens and such. I don't what either. Are we so you, with that so you honestly think I'm crazy, Tremolo? You think I'm making this up? I don't know what you're doing, Nessie, but it doesn't make any sense. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Predicament that we're in. We don't. We don't. Okay. We should not get in, involved in this, Nessie. We are so in over our heads on this. But what I am hearing is an opportunity that. Maybe the Bromidians are coming to attack Bastion, and then that's going to be a big distraction from us. So, one, you said that there's a there's somebody that knows about this. Yeah, this the Vincent Tremmy. This 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 he knows what's up, and he's passing it off as entertainment. But this this man knows something about what what is real and what's All right. Two, we absolutely can't be seen like this. Um. Jay. Yeah, what's up? Is there a way to mail things or telegrams? Yep. Which, which, both? Both. Okay. Would I know where to go to send a telegram? Hell yeah. Okay. 
Two, is there a way to find people's contact information? Did they have yellow pages in Bastion? <laughs> or white uh, pages? Are you talking about Vincent Tremier? Yeah. Yeah, you can get you can find him. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. I don't want to play on Mr. Dick's turf. All right, he's completely surrounded. I think if we pick a place for him to come to, we can maybe we can maybe talk to him and and, and you know, have it be so that we can maybe quickly get away if we needed to. Why would he come to us though? Why would he do that? Because we have his money. Uh, at least if we come to him, we can catch him off guard. If if he comes to us, he can plan to bring every goon in his crew. Uh, but I mean, he has most of the goons and his crew there anyway. They might be out doing jobs. They might be. I don't know. Uh, giving him a time and place gives him a time to prepare. If we go to him, he doesn't know we're coming. thinking of telling him that and maybe we don't even go at all I was thinking of telling him that it's buried in that park that I asked, told you all about that I went to go check out oh yeah with those strange kids yeah yeah I think I think there's something buried in there what do you think's buried um they they called it a master maybe it's a bromidian you think those kids were guarding a bromidian I don't know Wow. This city got a whole lot weirder. Yeah. But there was was someone or something that really had these kids just doing whatever they wanted. And it was under this big hole. And I just, I got the big creeps. I thought it was maybe a vampire, but I think I was thinking it was a vampire because we just talked to that, that heckway driver who was talking about vampires. Yeah. He was worried about my complexion. That's right. Yes. So, you think we should send Mr. Dick a letter saying to meet us there later today, tomorrow, and... Yeah, I was thinking since since it, it would have been asleep during, like, the afternoon, I don't know, maybe evening? Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe, it, maybe it sleeps during the day or something? And, and are we actually going to meet him at this park? Or are we just going to let whatever's in this park go after Mr. Dick? Yeah, I was I was thinking about it and um, trying to think if there was something we could use that would, you know, show that we were there. Um, like maybe someone's very, very, very particular clothing and maybe kind of make a dummy. I'm at a loss. hey everybody before we get to the rest of this episode i just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support Gail and I really love making this podcast and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff we've been doing on YouTube. And if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation, you absolutely can. Just open up another tab and go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and you can lend us a hand monetarily. 
We're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. Any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude, but who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand. And you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with. Thank you all so much for listening this far. Holy shit. And uh, now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way, let's get back to the rest of the episode. So what I have right now is Sally is suggesting that you all create a rendezvous with Mr. Dick to give him the money. And mm-hmm. you would like for that rendezvous to be on a neutral territory, seemingly neutral territory, not his territory, not at his lair, not at his headquarters, which makes sense. Sally's suggestion is that we have this rendezvous at the playground where she ran into a dozen or so uh, crazed children (laughs) who can't leave the playground. And um, that seems, and then possibly unearthing whatever the master is, creating a, a very volatile, explosive situation between this group of crazed children and their master and Mr. Dick, which... To Sally, maybe a vampire, maybe a bromidian now. (laughs) I don't know. Does that seem about where we're at right now? Yeah, you summed it up nicely. Okay. Well, you all created it very organically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's very exciting to me. So how do you all feel? So, uh, all right. If if we go along with this, uh, how exactly is this going to play out? Do we do we need to clear these kids out of the park? Are are these kids? Wh- wh- who are these kids? Are we really putting them in danger of of uh, bringing someone like Mister Dick around? Maybe it may be like nothing happens, and then you know nothing happens i mean maybe maybe we just watch from afar i mean we could watch from like the roof of one of the buildings or something oh shoot he's going to put somebody on the roof of the buildings isn't he um uh, well while you were both talking about uh, uh, robots and aliens and demonic children and vampires i had the random thought that um, Anita is connected with the union of structural uh, integrity, and uh, Mr. Dick 
his hideout is hidden in a large storefront that we know about. So it would be very possible that um, the union would probably have to sign off on any buildings inside city limits and that we may, through Anita, be able to see a blueprint of the very building that Mr. Dick is in and find a way to infiltrate it and blow him up without anyone knowing we're there. No, that's too smart, Tremola. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the vampire thing. <laughs> Let's do the vampire one then, that, I guess. That, that definitely seems a, a lot better plan than what we usually do. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I was thinking of apologizing to Ralph by giving him this carriage anyway. But Ralph? You met Ralph? Ah, oh, what a guy. <sighs> Every time we get a little bit closer <laughs> to dealing with Mr. <laughs> Dick, you guys take a right turn <laughs> to like, Let's talk about Ralph now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he likes me much, but that's okay. It is okay. <sighs> Gonna watch the mink ball with him someday. Ah, it'll be great. But back to the matter at hand. So why don't we we can so why don't we do that? I still think that we can't go around everywhere. Like I know that we have this carriage and this makes things a little easier, but I still feel like Anita's tracking us and I don't really feel comfortable with that. I'd rather just be on our own and not having it so that somebody can show up from Anita and say, why aren't you all doing this faster or something? I like yeah. to do things the way I like to do them. Absolutely. And well, so the, the, the main thing is we need to pick a side and, and, and we need to get out of being in service to another. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this too. I love the idea of having some large, powerful creature take care of Mr. Dick, who is also large and powerful. That sounds grand. I just think we need to have a concrete concept of what that creature is and how it's going to help us. And um, I haven't seen a robot alien or vampire um, or, or army of demonic uh, children myself. And, um, you know, I mean, if if we want to, while we're um, getting blueprints, um, put an eye on one of those other things, uh, we could definitely do that um, and, you know, join plans or something. But um, uh, it's just a little more concrete with the um, blueprints, you know? No pun intended, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good, Sally. <laughs> All right, so why don't we... Much better than Roy Gunn. <laughs> so much better. I think we all enjoyed that one a lot more than Roy Gunn. Yes. yes. No. We, we, we enjoyed both for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So right now there's two unknowns that I think you all need to make a decision on which one you want to investigate. One is, what exactly is the situation at the playground? I, Sally keeps interrupting because she doesn't want to do this next. She wants to go get disguises. I'm not leaving until. How many more disguises you need? We got born to be wild now. No. <laughs> I'm not giving we you have... any more. You got what born to be wild and you got a heron. I've got a He's... toboggan on my helmet. Yeah. It's Nobody perfect. can tell. No one can see me anymore. And instead no, of wearing my scarf like normal, I put it up so it goes over my face and you can only see my eyes. <laughs> I just don't think it's I'm, I'm wearing a shirt that's as unidentifiable as I get. Yeah. And a jacket that says born to be wild. And a scarf <laughs> covering up your neck. 
and a scarf. There we go. You guys have disguises. I just still think that we could do a better job of blending, okay? <sighs> right now, I really don't feel comfortable losing the carriage, and because I don't feel comfortable losing the carriage, I don't feel comfortable doing any of this. So we'll sit still for seven more episodes. <laughs> Nezzy, you refuse to wear the top hat, right? So Sally, you could put your hair up in a in a bun thing and, and wear a top hat, and you can be a man. It's too yeah. short, but I can pass for a man, yeah. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about you two. You're very unique, both of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel loved. What a great day for Tremolo. <laughs> He's getting so many compliments. And unique is good, particularly <clears throat> when good things are happening. But when bad things are happening, it's just very obvious that you are the one that I'm looking for. Oh. All right. I think the, We're gonna have to the quicker the we can clear our thing. name, that's 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 the best way we can go. Yeah. Because All right. Two things. One, we'll go talk to the union of structure structure. Yep. USI. Yep. And then see if we can get anything. If we can't, we'll also go check out this park and, you know, scope it out for a while and see what happens with the kids and what whatever it is. Meanwhile, We'll also try to find out who, where Vincent Tremmy is and just have that in our back pocket. You know, as, as much as the Bermidians scare the hell out of me, I think that might be a, a mystery we'll uncover after we get our butts out of the fire. Yeah. All right. So USI first, Park second. Okay. Do, do we want to send a telegram to... Anita to let her use her influence to get us what we need at the structural integrity. I personally am more of a face-to-face person, but um, if if you know how to send a telegram, then why don't we see if we can go to the center and find Ralph, and or you ask for him, Ralph, and say, "Hey, you know, I was um, with my friends and but." doing something for Anita, and we were wondering if we could get some blueprints. Yes, so right now we're over around the gallery of transient art, Greasy Mandolin-ish right. area. The ranch is very close, um, considering, and the USI is all the way over there. So <clears throat> we could stop by the ranch first and simply... Um, Get a um, ask for a note. Yes, gets a gets a specific location to go to to talk to the right USI people. All right, I'll let you do the talking. We'll yeah. let you do the talking. Nezzy, stay in the carriage. Now, isn't this the area that you saw? Where we're at right now is the area that you ran into the park and yep. mm-hmm. all the crazy area. shit. Yeah, do yeah. does. Do one of you want to lay back and watch it from a distance and just see what's going on with it? I can so do that. So we're doing two things at once or not? Well, uh, I'm the one that can't go in, so maybe I should be the one to scout out the park. Well, can you just be outside scouting out a park all day, too? guess I am the most wanted man in the city. Uh. Hmm. I like the idea of known child kidnappers scoping out playground. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, um, that's not where they're going to look for me. Speaking of children. <laughs> They'll never know. Are, are you sure Barney's all right? I mean, now, I mean, now that it's all over the radio that he was kidnapped, do you think that somebody's going to find him? Or I think Barney's as safe as he can possibly be, and I, I have to trust in that. Cut to Barney welding an old dryer. And- <laughs> <laughs> chung, 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 chung. <laughs> this is fun. This is the life of crime. Accidentally yeah. welds, fuses three of his fingers together. On one hand. <laughs> All right, so we're dropping you off at the park. We're dropping Tremolo off at the ranch, and I stay with the horses, huh? That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to drop Sally off at the playground. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read my ride. newspaper while I watch. Y'all ride past the playground. Drop Sally off. Sally, you see children playing in the park. They have snowmen built, and uh, there is like still a mound of dirt that looks like it's freshly dug up. Fresh again. as ever. <laughs> yep, still fresh. You all leave her there. And you head over to Indigo Ranch. And Tremolo, I'm going to go ahead and say that you can get a note from Anita Indigo. She really likes her idea. And she knew that she picked the right person for the job. And says that Ralph's working today. We met Ralph. Asked to speak to Ralph. And he will give you everything you need to know. We're heading there right now. Thank you so much, Anita. Before you do, Tremolo, I need you to roll a d6. Oh. Yes, of course. I got a six. All right. You make your way past the Ben's Civic Park. And the Ben's Civic Park has this like massive uh, concrete structure that looks like three arches that are coming out of the ground. That's how it's, um, that's where it got the Ben's name from. Nobody knows exactly where they came from or what the, who built them. They're just there. Um, But people pass under them all the time. Uh, and you make it past this park, roll another D6. Five. All right. And you make your way, I'm assuming you guys are kind of cutting through. You make your way to the building that houses the Union of Structural Integrity. Their office is on the first floor. They're headquartered, headquartered there on the first floor of one of these abandoned skyscrapers. This is the first time you guys have been here since the terrible events um, that led to this entire mess that you've been in. So there might be like a little eerie feeling of being back at the scene of a crime. And you are about to walk into a building of people that were possibly involved in your near murder. And that we killed some of them. And you definitely killed some of them, yeah. So you go inside and um, there is a lady secretary who is uh dealing with claims can i help you uh yes uh we're we're looking for ralph actually hold on just a moment and she moves some uh pins out of a board and it lights up and she speaks into a little microphone that ralph needs to is wanted at the floor and Ralph comes out. Hey, how's it going, guys? Ralph, my good old friend. You remember me from the carriage yesterday? Well. 
I didn't think I'd be seeing you today, that's for sure. Well, our day has taken a wild turn at ourselves, yes. And he sees that you're with Tremolo. Hello, Ralph. <laughs> now, are you friends with this little guy? Uh, yes, he, he's the friend I was meeting. I thought I thought we were meeting outside. He was inside. He and this weird lady last yeah. night were uh, razzing me something fierce. They were having a little go at me, and I didn't much appreciate it. Oh, oh my God. That, that wasn't me. That was, uh, that was our friend Sally. I, I'm, I'm sorry that happens so well, much. You didn't Ralph. do much to stop it. I think you could have stopped it. I'm not much of a stopper. I'm a goer, really. I just kind of go along to get along. You know how it is, Ralph. She razzes me, too. Quite quite the sense of humor she has, yes. And we were these your friends that you were looking to, to meet up with the night they, before? Exactly. These are them. Well, what can I do you for? Well, uh, we... Uh, and have the secretary some... is chewing gum, staring yep. at you both. <laughs> the reminder that there are people everywhere. <laughs> I wanted to do it before you guys went too deep. In this time. <laughs> yeah, is there is there a play, private place that we can uh, we can chat? Well, I suppose. Well, yeah, just step back in my office, I guess. Oh, right. Ralph he's, has he's an little. Office. You're darn tootin'. I got an office. I work darn hard for this union. <laughs> I love Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> he sits I'm just down in his office. William H Macy from Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sits down behind his desk. All right, well, have a seat. What do you, what do you need? He closes the door. Well, uh, Anita has us uh, doing a job for her. And she, was, she said you were the man to come to to get some blueprints for Mr. Dick's facility, the, uh, uh, the skirts and furs uh, oh, geez. store. Now, are you mixed up with this Dick fella, too? You know, we're we're just doing as we're told, you know. You know, our boss tells us you're the man to get some blueprints, and, you know, we don't ask questions. I just thought you were a regular Joe last night when we were talking, talking about Inkball, talking about our sons, father father and son stuff. And now you're telling me that you're working for this Anita Indigo. Jeez. Lots changed. You know how how the first day of a job is, you know? Don't really know what you're in store for until you're there. And so you're looking for dick skirts and furs, huh? Dick skirts and furs, exactly. What are you hoping to do with that? Never mind, I don't want to know. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Ah, Anita didn't tell us. All she told us is that you're the man to get the blueprints. That's all we yeah, know. Well, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> people who work for that Anita in... <laughs> dick skirts and furs. That's what I'm looking for. I suppose you're looking for dick skirts and furs. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Why did I do that? Uh, he says, well, people who work for Anita Indigo, you know, it's not always on the up and up. You know, there's always more than meets the eye. Well, you, you work for her too, don't you, Ralph? And he gets really still. He said, I'm not proud of everything that I've had to do. And neither are we. But sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And he looks at the two of you and he takes a deep breath. Well, gosh darn it. Well, gosh darn it all the heck. And he gets up. Wait right here. Now, don't you all get up to any uh, funny business while I'm gone. I'll be back with your darn plans. And he leaves. And you guys sit there and you're looking around the room. And you can see like an old photograph of him and his son. It looks like a young child of about 11. 
uh, sandy blonde hair, and uh, they're uh, standing together with fishing gear on. Looks like they're having a great day at a lake, the oh, river running. Now that's a good dad. Man, the memories I wish I could have had with my son. And then behind that photograph on the wall, you see like a pinup of a really beautiful lady in a sexy pose. Really risque stuff. Whoa. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> uh, it just says Miss February <laughs> on the bottom. You guys stare at that for a little bit. And then uh, in comes Ralph. And he has uh, he has like a tube of blueprints and he sits down he, he or he stands over his desk and he rolls them out. Is this what you wanted to see? I, I believe this is exactly what we need to see, right? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, make sure uh, sometimes these blueprints, they have like several layers. Yes. Is this everything? And he, what he's revealing is that there is a two floor, a two floor building with an escalator and, and inside that leads up. So nothing really new here. And you can see like there's a door and you, uh, you see like the dressing room, uh, has some notes scribbled on it and, um, like question marks, like somebody had was previewing this and, um, was creating like a window or something inside the dressing rooms. And he says, um, now listen, I think I know what it is you all want to look at. And we've had a couple guys. And they worked on that building over there. And I, I gotta admit, not everybody here, uh, you know, has the same, you know, level of morals and ethics and scruples that, uh, that we aspire to have here at the Union of Structural Integrity. Now, this Mr. Dick, he, he had some plans for underneath the building. And part of those plans is he wanted to connect to the uh, shipping lanes under the city. Now, usually merchants have these trucks that ship all their goods throughout the city, but the city doesn't want all these big trucks moving through the streets with the horses and all that. So they created this underground network for these trucks to drive back and forth to an underside of all the buildings so that they can unload all of their, uh, their goods. Now, Mr. Dick, he's... He's got one of these himself. So there's a possibility that if you're trying to uh, get into his uh, underground area, then that could be a way you could do it. Do you know where the where we can access this underground area? Oh, it's not hard. Not hard at all. It's the Premium Industrial Transport Tunnel. Mm. Premium Industrial Transport Tunnel. Okay. And uh, is Mr. Dick the only one that has access to this, or is this, or are there a lot of buildings on this? There's tunnel? a lot of merchants who have access to it. There's a lot of different trucks that run through here, shipping goods and supplies to all the businesses. So mm. if you run a haberdashery, then the haberdash is coming to you into these trucks, and they unload under your building, your basement, or something like that. A lot of these merchants like it because people can't see what exactly is being brought in. And look, I'm not saying that everybody's doing something that's, uh, you know, illegal. But it's a lot easier to do something uh, nefarious if people don't see it. So some of these merchants like to have this. And it's usually only the biggest names in the city. But I can tell you that 
that premium industrial transport tunnel, the pit, as it were, it's connected to just about anything underground. You could get to it through waste tunnels and underneath the city is a network of a lot of wild stuff. And there's a lot of uh, people who are part of the USI who wouldn't even touch, you know, creating things underground. I've heard crazy stories of people getting lost. Mm. It's dangerous down there. There's a whole web under the city that we didn't even know about. Remarkable. Would you happen to have a map of those tunnels? The problem is maps aren't so good down there. Something about that place gets you turned around. That's why that most of these uh, trucks... They're run by automatons. Automatons. So it's only these big trucks that drive down there. There's no other vehicles of any sort down there. And they're driven by these... Like little robots. Yes. Made by uh, Dynamic Industries. Same people who make the Dynamic Hackway. Yeah. They've been working on creating these uh, little doohickeys that'll drive these uh, these automobiles. So do all the automatons come from this dynamic industries? As far as I know, yeah. Never heard anything like that. So you just tell them where you want to go and they take you, huh? I don't know all the... uh... I don't know all the ins and outs. That's a little beyond mine. I'm not a mechanical engineer. Oh, no. It's, It's just amazing what exists in this world nowadays. Science fiction, you might say. I really... We... We both uh, appreciate your help very much, Ralph. We had no idea that this was even here. This is amazing. With the with the blueprints in front of us here, is there a layer that shows um, ventilation? Because, I mean, just about every room would have to have some sort of air ventilation, yes? So even a secret one? Yeah, so right here, and he points at the dressing room, and he says, there's something odd here. Because there's already a ventilation area built into it on the other side of the dressing room. But they built something here that they labeled as ventilation. Right here at, uh, one of the, right inside one of these dressing rooms. It seems a little odd to me. That does seem odd. We're not sure where it leads to and it doesn't seem like it connects to the other ventilation system. Will you describe the, the dressing room a little bit, Jay? So like, is this on the first, second floor? First floor. Yeah. First floor. It's got... Seven dressing rooms that kind of wrap around it like a like a horseshoe. So they just wrap around mm-hmm. this dressing room. And behind one of these, if you were starting at the top and, and going clockwise, it would be number six. Ralph, you're a gem. You've been a tremendous help. Well, you know, hopefully uh, you do this uh, this here job. Whatever it is, I hope it's nothing, uh, nothing too dangerous. And I hope that uh, you make it out just fine to see your son. And maybe we'll see about that inkball game one day. That'd be great. You know, it looks like you have a real special relationship with your boy. I do. Yeah. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to continue on with my day. Thank you very much, Ralph, for all for all of your help. Uh, this was just, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. <laughs> a lot to process. When this is all done, I'll see you down at the docks. Get your boy some premium seats. Don't you worry. All right. And he starts escorting you out. Right before you guys go out the door grabs you by the hand, shakes it. He says, I'm not here to tell a man exactly what he's got to do with his life, but if you get a chance, you get out from under that Anita Indigo as quick as you can. You do the same, Ralph. All right. God bless. And he... I grab his hand one more time. Ralph. Whoa, hey here. <laughs> what are we doing? Get... I just gave you the... That was the goodbye. I know, I know. Second do you think goodbye. this in, but... No, no. <laughs> I get the last word. <laughs> 
Well, w- with you trying to help me out of the carriage, I thought you just like to hold my hand sometimes. All right, well, say what you got to say. I got to go to work. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you one thing. Can, can you tell me what was in that case? He looks around. Make a charisma to see if you can get him to say what's in it. Nice Midwestern. Good boy. I got a, it is. I got a 10, which is. Which is under your. Okay. Mm-hmm. He gets real quiet and he pulls you aside and you can hear the chewing of the gum of the secretary at the desk. He says, what was in that briefcase was the last legislation of Alderman Oglesby. And if anybody had found that, they would have pushed his last legislation through quicker than you could say lickety split. And we'd be talking about a canal right now. Wow. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. All right. Safe travels. You as well. Nope. I'm saying it. <laughs> last word is mine. Well, you got to come up with a new last word now. Safe travels, I said. <laughs> then he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Sally is on the other side of the town. Sally, what are you doing? You are, you're just scoping out the, scoping out the kids? Yeah. Um, for... For a while, I was just kind of walking, you know, past a couple times and just getting the lay, like going around like a block around and stuff, just seeing what it was like. Um, But eventually, like once I felt like I knew the area pretty well, I I try to find where I can climb up to a rooftop and get a good view of it, like directly across the street. Okay, yeah, you're able to do that. You go up uh, like a fire escape. Yeah. And you're watching these kids play and... You see them with this uh, snowman that they've created, right? And they're hand- holding hands and they're dancing in a circle around the snowman. And the snowman is placed at the head of this plot, this dirt plot. Mm-hmm. And so they're dancing rings around. The ring is big enough that it encompasses the plot, the 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 dirt. Uh, and this snowman, you can hear them singing. You can't really make out the words that they're singing, but they're like singing a little nursery rhyme as they go around. And then like people are just kind of passing by on the street. Yeah. The, the, the people in this area just seem to let these kids without parents just play all day. It's like, it's like nobody even notices that that place exists. You never see people look at it. Nobody looks at it. Do we, do we have a name for this pot? There is an iron gate. Like an arch mm-hmm. that has these black iron letters that says um, Gossamer. Gossamer. Okay. Those people are walking by. These kids yeah. are playing ring around the rosy with the snowman. And then uh, as they're dancing around the snowman, they stop. And you see one child take out this shiny object and hold it up. And you can see the sun. That It's the afternoon right now. You can see the sun is glinting off of what appears to be from your view on top of this building. The building you're on is about four stories, and it looks very clearly like this child has a dagger in their hands. They start to pass the dagger around the circle. And when they get to the end of the rhyme, the child that has it is out, and the circle gets a little smaller. And they pass the the dagger back into the circle. And they sing the little song again, and another child gets eliminated because they're holding the dagger last. They do this many times, and you're watching as this ritual is taking place, and the sun 
in this winter time is getting lower and lower. And as the sun uh, is hitting the horizon and you can see the like pink and orange colors of a nearly setting sun caressing the horizon of Bastion, you see this number of children whittle down to two. And they're all singing this song. It's two children passing this dagger back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Until one has it. That child's eliminated. And they drop down to their knees. And they hold up the dagger to the winner. The one who was left. And this child takes the dagger. And walks to the snowman. And starts viciously stabbing it. you see the white snow start to turn red with blood. 